Well, if I were a betting man, and because I'm in finance, I'm really not. But if I were a betting man, I'd bet that you've changed some television habits over the last couple of weeks. What services are winning? We're going to share the answer to that question and what this may mean for performers of all types. Comedian Paul Ollinger from the Crazy Money Podcast joins us on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we're not just huddled up, we're making the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. I'm Paul Ollinger from Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. And the Crazy Money Podcast. And crazy, the Crazy Money Podcast, and more importantly. The money has not been crazier than it's been the last couple of weeks, yeah. Paul, in yeah. a long, long time. I saw a fortune cookie that said, may you live in interesting times, and I never thought I'd want to beat up a fortune cookie. <laughs> that's a, that's a, you're throwing the fortune cookie out. This, this is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from Forbes. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, nope, we dive into how these affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we're going to also share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, all in usually less than 20 minutes. Uh, big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. Ubiquity offers simple, online, affordable, small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. Get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit, visit myubiquity.com to learn more. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. You know what's interesting is we've talked a lot lately, Paul, about small business owners just wanting to stay afloat. I'll tell you that um, if you're looking at these at this uh, aid package correctly, we're looking at uh, over two months of payroll being covered. If you apply for what's called the PPP, there's another SBA program. Businesses can get through this much, much better than they can. And the people at My Ubiquity know all about that. While you're doing it, by the way, setting up plans for the long term, there's never a, a better opportunity to look at the long term than now because I know what pe some people might be thinking They're like why would I set up a retirement plan when I'm thinking about when I'm worried about staying afloat right 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 yeah if the if it's going to be competitive in the marketplace having a retirement plan and one that doesn't cost you much to operate another piece of the puzzle after you do the SBA stuff myubiquity.com uh, uh, Paul Ollinger back for another day we didn't scare you away yesterday that's good that's always a sign of a successful show right there Paul yeah, I didn't even change my shirt. That's I'm wearing the same shirt, which you know, as soon as we're off this call, I got to hang it back up because I can't afford dry cleaning anymore. Yeah, and uh, and a month from now, so you can wear it again. It's open, by the way. No, no. Uh, you're not having your kids do that. You could teach them. Yesterday, we talked about teaching your kids about homeowners insurance. You could teach them about retirement plans and about and about dry cleaning. That's right. Well, they are. We, we've we've taken this opportunity to introduce more chores into their life, including, you know, all their laundry. And they've been doing it, but more so than ever. You know, we do this show live uh, in front of a Facebook audience. And by the way, if you're hanging out at home, what else are you going to do? Gather the kids around your your device and head to oh. Facebook.com forward slash I stack Benjamins. Uncle Joe's on kids. <laughs> Stacking Benjamins channel. That guy's so hilarious and good looking. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says we need to talk about Jimmy Fallon working from home with kids. That's been, have you watched that Paul? I have not. 
uh, he's doing these YouTube videos and his kids keep interrupting as he's talking to celebrities. So good times. Fantastic times. He was in the middle of talking to Jennifer Garner and his daughter decided that it was time for her to become a star. Ah, good. Well, when when it, when all else fails, use your kids as props. It's, it's bait. Right. You know, when I'm running out of ideas for my podcast, I'll have my daughter do the introduction. All my friends will be like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, I'm such a terrible person. I'm just using my children. You throwing some shade at Jimmy Fallon there, saying that there's no, he's I'm got not. Nothing. I think people love to see that. I, I, just, I just, I, I think that. I know. These uh, you can see a little bit of desperation in broadcasters and in everybody right now to try to figure out well what the heck do I do to either contribute in some way or to make myself relevant or to occupy my brain so I don't go crazy and hopefully not be in that one TikTok woman like what licking the toilet seat or oh for. I mean, come on. Just That's pathetic. Pathetic. Absolutely horrible. We're going to talk about stuff less horrible. Well, one show doing really well that is probably close to that horrible, if, yeah, if not that of- horrible. Uh, this is a piece by Forbes. We'll get into it in just a second. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. The Money Talking Party Show starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece, as I mentioned, Paul brought to us from Forbes. It's written by Dana Feldman, senior contributor at Forbes. Netflix reigns as top streaming choice for Americans during coronavirus lockdown survey shows. Paul, you want to do the honors? Sure. While in self-quarantine as state... Let me start over from the top, kids. While in self-quarantine and as statewide stay-at-home mandates remain in place until at least April 30th, most adults used used to working in offices are now doing so from home. And with school closures, the new classroom is now also in the home. This has left many with more time on their hands than they're used to. One of the more one of the most popular online pastimes during this time is streaming television and movies, according to a survey by HighSpeedInternet.com know all about them. Longtime industry leader Netflix reigns supreme as America's favorite streaming service during this lockdown. Of the fifth of the 500 people surveyed on streaming services during this unique time in 2020, nearly half, 47%, said if they had to choose just one streaming service, it would be Netflix over competing streamers. Amazon Prime Video came in second place with 14%. Hulu and Disney Plus came in third and fourth place with 136 and 13% respectively. Am I when reading it, the next paragraph? Uh, sure. When asked why Netflix was their favorite, 75% of respondents said content was the top reason for choosing a service. A streamer's content overrides other considerations, including price, user experience, and bundling options. Netflix is known for its ability to crank out top-notch original content as well as its constantly growing library of licensed content. One of its newer titles that is everyone talking is the seven-part documentary series Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, which has been trending since its March 20th release. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's the most popular TV show at this time with a 97% critics rating and a 96% audience score. When asked about the abundance of streaming services, 49% said they're overwhelmed with too many options. We're in a unique time indeed, and whereas pre-quarantine, most people watch their shows in the evenings after work and school, we now have more free time to binge watch TV. In addition to Giants, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime Video, we also have HBO Now, 
AT&T, TV Now, Disney Plus, Sling TV to choose from. Soon to launch services include HBO Max, which arrives in May, and NBC Universal's Peacock, which will be coming uh, be available for Comcast X1 and Flex customers in April with a national launch on July 15th. One service just isn't enough for some entertainment lovers. 14% of respondents currently pay for four or more streaming services, 10% for three and 57% uh, pay for at least two. Others are a bit more clever about what they're willing to pay for, with 43% admitting they use somebody else's login for at least one other streaming service. Many have a different way of getting their entertainment fix, with 55% admitting to signing up for a free trial, which they then cancel to save money. Most trials last five to seven days, so it's not a permanent solution, but it's enough time for a few binge-watching sessions. One thing is clear. Stream times are way up. The loss of commuting to and from work as well as an office environment have led to pseudo uh, coronation where activities of daily living and entertainment are drastically altered from where they are just weeks ago, said Jeff Greenfield, Chief Attribution Officer, C3 Metrics. Greenfield adds that according to PodTrack, podcast listening is down 30% in some categories, including true crime. The big winners are television and Netflix, and advertisers are having to rethink their advertising models. What worked in the past is not working and will definitely not work when we return to a new normal. Clearly, Paul, I think we're going to get a new normal. Let's start off with this piece about uh, podcasts. You know, with our Stacking Benjamin show, initially, we saw about a 20% drop, probably the first week and a half. And you could see it slowly deteriorate, right, over as, as fewer people were commuting. Once we started talking a little bit, and because of the style of show that we have, we kept it light. We, we, I mean, don't get me wrong. We covered the hard edge topics, but we joked about the fact that we were huddled in mom's basement before it was cool and, you know, had some jokes about the silver lining and all this stuff. Um, once we addressed it, we saw our listeners start rebounding. I think people do want to talk about it. Well, I, I think it's not only that. I think it's the fact that the first week or two were a huge adjustment period. Uh, you know, my theory was, and I saw the same drop in numbers and I had a great guest. I had a Heisman Trophy winner, Danny Werfel, who was gracious enough to do the show two weeks ago. But I think that first week people were freaked out and they were like, what's going on? And it took, it's taken a little bit to find a rhythm in this life. And we now know that this isn't going to be a two week thing. It's going to be, you know, many more weeks. You and I might disagree on how many, I think it's going to be a little longer, but as, as that becomes apparent we're like all right we got to find a rhythm we got to find we got to you can't hover over the kids all day long as as they homeschool you have to let them kind of go and do their thing and uh, i think there's been there's a new temporary normal that that we've achieved and hopefully our podcast numbers will 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 rebound as people go i'm still going to walk on the treadmill i'm going to go for a walk outside keeping my eight feet distance or whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to want something in my ears while I do that. Yeah. I mean, this show with a, uh, with headlines every day and being a shorter show, Mm -hmm. we actually maintained, I mean, which is, uh, we've, we've seen our, our ranking on iTunes go up dramatically, but, but, but we haven't gained any new listeners. And, and so that shows me that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of change, but I'm with you as we get the new normal, um, 
podcast listening, I don't think is, I don't think is, is a dead thing. Obviously we're doing this on a podcast, so we're, we might be slightly biased. (laughs) However, I still think that there's a place for radio. There's a place for TV, but right now, do do you feel like to some degree TV is kind of a nanny for a lot of people? Hopefully Tiger King's not a nanny, by the way, for people and their kids. Well, I, I would like to tell you that my kids spend their whole days doing, you know, volunteer projects in Tai Chi after they've spent, you know, six, six hours of reading. But the fact of the matter is, is their screen time has gone way, way up. Their TV time, you know, including what, what they do on Netflix and streaming is way up and it's going to stay way up until this goes. I mean, you know, my kids, they're, they're instead of it being in school for seven hours a day, they're in school for four hours a day at best. And they're doing recess and lunch and all those free periods with mom and dad. There's no baseball. There's no tennis. There's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no play dates after school. Yes, the screen is going to play nanny to some degree. Uh, we do this show live uh, in front of a Facebook audience, and uh, Lee Ann's with us and says uh, there she's addicted to CNN and Netflix. I think that that's a lot of people addicted to news and Netflix. Uh, uh, but I like what she says here. But I try to never watch YouTube, TV, Netflix, or Amazon Prime unless I have a glass of wine in my hand, which <laughs> Lee is very difficult at 9 o'clock in the morning. Like having to start drinking at 9 a.m., Paul, can be difficult. Well, you, you know, it, it's it's not easy. It's 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 only for the professionals, for sure. She also has something else that she says further down here. I think all these services will increase their price after the crisis is over. Do you think that that's part of the new normal? Is that we get so used to paying for our subscription services, especially since network TVs are struggling with live content? Right? I mean, how many hours a day was live content that now, you know, you, you can't watch Kelly Ripa from her house? every day for so long and, 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 uh, live content was, was really the last tenant of network television where ESPN would say, you, you know, you'll, you can't, you can't, you can't stream live sporting events, you know, like you can't replace that live sporting experience. Well, there's, it isn't there anymore. Now, whether or not these services will, will increase their price, I think on the one hand, yes, they're necessities. On the other hand, there's a lot more competition in the streaming space than there was just a year ago. Yeah. I mean, a year ago, there was no Disney Plus. You know, a year ago, I think we paid for maybe Hulu and Netflix, and I'm embarrassed by how many services we subscribe to now. Just this week, we subscribed to the Sundance channel and the Smithsonian channel by mistake. But there's programming <laughs> on there that, you know, like my kids are like, oh, there's this air disaster episode series that I want to watch on the Smithsonian channel. You know what? Instead of buying three episodes for two bucks each, you pay six bucks a month, and now we're a subscriber to that. But what really irks me is when I subscribe to all these channels and then I look for a movie that I want to watch, and they're like, no, that's not available on any of the nine channels that you subscribe to or the services. You got to pay for it all a cart. And I'm like, how much do I have to pay to not get hit with an incremental charge every month? That's what I want to know. We signed up for Broadway HD. That's how desperate we were. That's sad. That is very Broad, sad. Broadway Tell HD. card now. And I love, by the way, I, I, I love, I love, I love the theater. I, love I watched it. Oklahoma. Did you? Uh, I was in Oklahoma. I was I was uh, Judd Fry in Oklahoma. In oh, were you really? I was. Wait a minute, Judd Fry is he the bad guy? He's the bad guy. I was the bad you, guy. <laughs> that explains a ton. Yes, uh, I we, we watched the Hugh Jackman one. 
um, which was which was three hours of fun. Actually, I'd say it was it was it was three hours along. It was three hours long, and it was two hours of fun. Let's that's my review. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane, Joe. It it was that dude was creepy. That dude was incredibly creepy. Hey, uh, but getting away from that, you, you know, you, you talk about the, the the streaming services, and when we go through the four of those, did that order surprise you at all? Netflix at number one, Amazon Prime at number two, Hulu at number three, Disney Plus at number four. Well, I think what's interesting about Amazon is you can't separate Amazon Prime from Amazon Prime, right? So if you if you're as Amazon Prime subscriber for for the free delivery and all that kind of stuff and uh you also get your amazon prime television now they don't separate it i I don't believe they they have the ability to separate that right no um so no i mean amazon prime is one of those things that five years ago none of us would have believed that we'd pay for like bottled water but it's now a permanent part of our lives at least for you know for the next few years. It kind of makes me, but, but, but it kind of makes me wonder because Amazon prime is so ubiquitous today and, and is, is probably even more right. I imagine the number of people, the few people that didn't have Amazon prime now that we're stuck at home, uh, that probably have signed up for it the past three weeks. I wonder, you know what those numbers look like, but the fact that they're not number one kind of surprises me is that maybe that's Netflix desire to just outspend everybody consistently. True. But Netflix has been around for 20 years. Now, recall, I mean, I went through my old Netflix rating. I'm working on an article uh, about, you know, best movies that you can watch while you're, while you're sh- shuttered up at home. And I looked at my ratings from 20 years ago and that it reminded me that Netflix was, was changing things with the DVD delivery business back when we were still yeah. worried about rewinding our tapes at Blockbuster. So that that's part of their entrenched lead on everybody else. My they've, surprise was that Disney Plus wasn't higher, but then, I mean, given how how fast they've come online, well, but, but, but then that's probably more of households with kids. I mean, if you I, have kids, you want Disney Plus. Yeah, I was actually thinking, I was surprised also. I was surprised that they were at 13% and Hulu Plus was only at uh, 13 and a half. And Disney Plus has been around just a couple months and made up all that you know, made up all that, that room on Hulu in, in such a quick time. I was not going to get Disney plus and don't get me wrong. Everybody that knows me knows what a Disney fan I am, but Mm -hmm. I just, Paul, I can't consume that much stuff. I just can't, I already have, I have Hulu for my, for my television. Uh, cause we, we cut cable and instead went with the $40 a month Hulu thing, which I, by the way, I love that interface. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it has been great for us. I, so I went midway because I like sports. I didn't completely cut everything. And then um, Amazon Prime, just because we have Amazon Prime and Netflix, we have because to, to you know, the point of this piece, everything's on Netflix. So I had those three. So I thought there's no way I need Disney Plus. Well, this last week I subscribed to Disney Plus using my, you know, one year free through Verizon deal. Mm-hmm. And uh it's been fantastic. Like the, the, yeah. the, 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 Mandalorian was unbelievably good. Was, was, was amazing where everybody watching Tiger King right now. Um, I, I, I don't know why I want nothing to do with that show. I, I get that there's very high critic ratings, but I mm-hmm. want, and you were saying earlier, you want nothing to do with that show either. Well, I, we, my wife and I watched it the other night and she's a big animal rights person. And so she couldn't watch the captive tigers for more than six minutes. And so we turned it off will i watch that on my own i don't know it depends how long this lasts but yeah. that's sort of not my thing either but it's interesting that even with all these channels we're still 
we're still uh, struggling to find things that we both want to watch. I like watching sort of the homelands and um, political thrillers. She likes watching murder mysteries and horror films. And the, the last thing we agreed on was a Norwegian murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's called Westing, I think, on the Sundance channel. And it's like, all right. And then last night we watched a uh, Jim Jones documentary. So. Oh, man. A lot of weirdness going on in our house in terms of what we consume. Drinking all the Kool-Aid. Yeah, well, that's what you drink after you drink some Merlot. So, Holy um, cow. Karen said something pretty interesting. She said that she, it sounds like she made a deal with her friend, with her kids, that if they stopped watching YouTube, they'd subscribe to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I think that's a great, <laughs> great idea. <laughs> uh, uh, and Adrian says that Amazon Prime is the worst setup process for a smart TV. Took my mom and I 30 minutes to figure it out. Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of people going through, going through that. Adrian also asked, will schools realize it's more efficient to go online or teaching materials in a few hours and spend the rest of the time helping their struggling students? Paul, you might have an opinion about that. Having a couple of kids at home. You know, I think it does demonstrate what's, what technology is capable of in terms of educating a lot of people, uh, without the fixed costs of, of ivory towers and 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 um, giant staffs, so so I believe that there that the United States educational system is rife for reform, especially uh, the higher educational system. Well, all of it, but um, there there has been a lot that's been effective these last three weeks. But that one-on-one teacher-student interaction, I think, is very very necessary and something that we will welcome to have back in our lives when things return to a new normal. I want to transition from your kids to you and talk about your career. Obviously you're not, you're not doing uh, your usual packed house uh, uh, comedy club tour right now. When when you talk to people, I know you have a, have another uh, comedian coming on your show, Rory Scoville, a big name comedian coming on uh, soon. But how, when you talk to other comedians, how are you guys getting through this? How are, how are entertainers in general uh, keeping things afloat when you can't be in front of people? That's, that's an excellent question. And a hundred percent of comedians are out of work right now, as are the staffs at the clubs where they work and and restaurant workers and a whole lot of other people. But that's just one category of people. There's two elements to that question, I think. One is financially, how are people keeping the lights on? And they're not doing a really good job of it. Part of this is the fact that a lot of these comedians didn't really have a steady income in the first place. And they're not necessarily the most financially prudent category of people on the planet. Um, so they're, they're looking for unemployment benefits, just like everybody else who's out of work. I fortunately have not relied on comedy income to pay my mortgage and feed my kids. I've been fortunate along those lines. And, but this has made me think, well, what would happen if this goes on forever? What would happen if the market goes down by 80%? And I mean, if I have to, I'll go back to work You know, I'll, I'll return to the corporate world. I have that option. Most comedians, uh, most comedians don't. I was thinking uh, just yesterday, you know, thinking about some of the long term effects of this that I hadn't thought about before. My cousin has has uh, uh, some some health issues and, and he loves comedy clubs. And for him, even though, 
you know, our goal is to flatten the curve of the coronavirus. But what the experts are telling us is that's not going to be the end of coronavirus, right? That, no, that, that's no. that's going to stay around. So how does that affect your audience? People like my cousin probably not going to a comedy club because he doesn't know who sat in that seat before him or who touched it. Uh, him, right. And comedy clubs are intentionally uh, close. Yeah. Not just for economics, but for the fact of the matter that that laughter, just like the coronavirus, is contagious. Yeah, yeah. And that that you want to have that human density in there because the more one person laughs, the more the next person is going to laugh. Um, so it's so I, I guess your your question is what what happens next? Yeah, that, yeah. You know? How does this change the game long term for comedians? I think it's going to be, I, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things to watch. Next week, I have on two very interesting guests. The first guy is a guy that lost all his money to Bernie Madoff in 2008. And he talks about how he contemplated suicide. He was 62 years old at the end of his career. And so he talked about the PTSD that this put him through, even though he's recovered and he's doing fine. And the second guy I have on is, is, is Marshall Childs, who owns a, a comedy club here in Atlanta called the Laughing Skull Lounge. He's paying his employees for for two months. But after this, this is a guy who's been selling out every show almost at his club all week long, looking for like Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon shows because the evening shows are selling so well. But after this, what are people going to think about going to sit in the dark with a bunch of strangers? I think it's going to take a while until people start to feel comfortable that that's something they can do again. I don't know. I hope yeah. it doesn't take very long because I love comedy. I love performing and I and, and it's a great just like baseball and basketball and everything else, it's going to be interesting to see how long people are going to stay separated. Well, I think, it, well, and, 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 and to your note, I think there's a lot of us that uh, just crave some type of, of, of human connection. Uh, I'm reading in the comments, the people hanging out with us, Sarah talking about the topics that normally interest me in podcasts, lost their luster over the past few weeks. I'm probably a little depressed. I think like a lot of people, uh, Sarah, by the way. Uh, so I'm not sure what I want to listen to. I like the short and timely format of, of this show. And uh, uh, Leanne said, one of my friends suggested listening to guided meditations i'm starting to do this to help bring down my my anxiety level so i am a huge believer in meditation and apps like calm and um there's another one something space headspace i think and, and i'm sure there's others but i i'm a huge advocate i've been meditating for about a year and a half and i i believe that it is a critical part of helping create some positive mind space to get through these times and, yeah. and I mean, the, the buy the app or just sit and listen to to sounds of nature on Spotify and close your eyes for 10 minutes at a time. And uh, it's it, it's wildly, wildly helpful. To I, me. I should do that. I just go on long runs. Well, part of the effects of exercise, especially running, is that you there are meditative effects to it. And that's, yeah. you, you know, you get that runner's high. That runner's high is your brain turning off and stopping worrying about the stupid stuff in our lives that we occupy ourselves with. And, and that's, that's the benefit of meditation too, is you, you empty your brain of all that nonsense. And then you can drink Leanne. That's what happens. <laughs> hey Sarah, what are the topics that you got tired of? That's, I'd be interested in knowing like what resonates now and what doesn't. Cause I do think people are very interested in, in addressing what's going on. I just wonder what they're getting tired of or don't see value in anymore. Please tell me it's the Kardashians. I can I can tell you I can tell you on my end uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm sick of 
the news, but I know I need to catch up and I feel like I'm missing something. So I flip through the news and that's, that's a neuroses for me that, right. That I'm like, I got to watch this a little more because there might be a thing that I need to know about that I don't know about. But, but, but what I crave is the, is the, um, the talking around it, like the acknowledgement that we're all in the same boat and hearing how people are handling, you know, mm-hmm. what they're doing like that, that piece I really crave and kind of that, that little bit of community. I think to some degree, it's fun to watch people do these zoom, you know, playing games together on zoom or, mm-hmm. uh, getting together. I I've, I've heard colloquially people talking about talking to family members that they normally don't talk to, you know, <laughs> that usually they fight and they're like, Oh, the, 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 those fights are pretty petty now, you know? Right. Uh, those are some success stories. I, I, I like those. Uh, Sarah says she's, she's, she's tiring of finance. Wonders if the rules will be rewritten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. On some level, absolutely. Whether we want them to or not. And, and Kelly says she never got a runner size. She thinks it's a trick. <laughs> so that, that is, here's what happens, Kelly. All the runners get together and they're like, if we can fool one person and then they fool two other people, then they fool four other people. Yeah. It, it, it becomes this great thing. Pretty soon you're not running because you sold everybody else on the, on the lie. All right. Uh, in just a second, Paul and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's show. But first, we've talked a lot uh, uh, yesterday. We talked a lot about businesses and about some of the small business uh, administration stuff going on. I wouldn't stop there. Let's set your business up well for the long term. And to do that, got to say a big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. If you're a small business owner, choosing a right retirement plan seems like the last thing you want to do now. It seems like it's a time to stay afloat. However, when it comes to retirement planning, there's never a better time to look into how much difference there is between a good plan and a bad plan as you probably can now with a little bit of quote extra time. I don't know if there's such a thing as extra time, but with extra time diving into the features that make you realize that my ubiquity is such a great place. Great thing to do now. Ubiquity makes it easy to save for the future on your terms within your budget. In just a few clicks, you can see 401k plans designed by experts online or talk to them and tailor a plan that meets your specific needs and the needs of your employees. Ubiquity's affordable flat fee plan started just $75 a month. So whether you're a solopreneur, you have a team of 100 employees, everybody gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at myubiquity.com. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. And Paul, um, this is a time when people know they have a bad plan. By the way, (laughs) if you have a bad retirement plan, right now is when you know it. You're like, what the hell's going on? Why do I have all these fees in my plan? I've, I've, I'm losing a lot of my money and I have high fees. Yes, icing on the cake. Uh, what's the takeaway here, Mr. Ollinger? We have all said to ourselves prior to this, if I only had the time, I would do X. Fill in the blank of X and set at least a four-week plan, maybe even a six-week plan. What is that thing you said you'd always do if you had the time? Is it to learn how to be a better baker? Is it to learn Spanish? Is it to write down thoughts about your life, to start your memoir? Whatever it is, this is an opportunity. It doesn't feel like one, but this is an opportunity for you to get good at something, to learn about something. And it's better to have a six-week plan that you chip away at every day than to just 
default into whatever's on Netflix, whether it's the Tiger King or whatever. The resources to learn how to do something that you've always wanted to do are available online. And whether that's at uh, Khan Academy or at uh, one of these language apps, uh, it's there waiting for you to help improve yourself during this difficult time. That's my thought. Uh, and, and I'm not going to do much more than echo that, Paul. You know, w- my big thought was when I had more time, I would spend more time with Paul Ollinger. And I got to do that today. <laughs> so doing that. Excellent. So, so that's hashtag winning for me. Uh, uh, you know, yesterday I was talking to the founder of uh, FinCon, one of my favorite conventions, and he was talking, I, I was asking him what he's doing here. And he said, my goal, since I'm forced to be at home, is to come out of this as a stronger business owner than I was ahead of time. And I keep reminding myself that that's what I can control. Stephen Covey talks about there are things that you can control, things you can influence, and things that you can neither control nor influence. Most of us are spending this time dealing with what Stephen Covey calls that third pot, right? The stuff we can't control, we can't influence. Try to move that, like PT talked with me about yesterday, about uh, spending time on the things you can control. And I think uh, mentally, I think that'll help you through it. And um, you'll come out of it stronger than you were than you were before. And I think that's what we're all hoping for. Uh, at the very least, come through as strong as, as we were when we started this, uh, this crazy time we're in. Speaking of crazy, where can people find you, Paul? You can find me on the Crazy Money Podcast, which is available wherever fine podcasts are sold. You know, uh, Google Podcasts, Google uh, available on Google Play, or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this week, I've got a great comedian named Rory Scovel, who's hilarious. You might have seen him uh, in Amy Schumer's movie. He played the love interest in I Feel Pretty from the movie last year. And uh, he's got a great special on Netflix called Rory Scovel Does Comedy. for the fir- Tries stand-up for the first time. Next week, I've got that Madoff victim, which, who's, which oh. is a really compelling interview I had with last week. He talks about contemplating suicide and the arc of emotions he dealt with when one day he came home and found out that all his money, mm. all of it, goodbye. How would that feel? Oh, that's horrible. It's, I, it's, it's painful watching your, watching your portfolio slip away day by day, folks. But consider what it would feel like to find it all gone all overnight. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you will find Crazy Money Podcast wherever finer podcasts are distributed. Big thanks to Paul for hanging out with us today. Thanks also to everybody who hung out with us. A nice, fun, chatty group hanging out with us today on Facebook. If you want to join us, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. That's our Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. Uh, coming up on Friday, Bobby and I will be recording Saturday and Monday live over on our YouTube channel. Go to uh, youtube.com forward slash money with friends for that one. I'm behalf of Paul. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here tomorrow at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. 
As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.